You are listening to the Cyfidelli Podcast, episode 164, In the Age of COVID. The Cyfidelli Podcast contains adult language and mature content. Look, 2020 has been hard enough on your kids as it is. Don't make them listen to this. I mean, you have to, but not them. I could do a quick spoiler-free summary of Discovery so far no, as an open. Shut the hell up! Okay. I've already told you that I, that... I actually plan to watch it. Uh, I, no, I said spoiler-free. Yeah, I don't but... care. I, your version of spoiler-free is probably Here's the thing. very different than mine. Brian, spoiler-free, it has no value. It has got no meat. Woody's like, oh, they're in the future and they're on a ship. Woo! That's, well, that, I talk about the tone about and theme and, oh, and, tone and, and theme. narrative structure. How you know, is that spoiler-free, <laughs> jackass? <laughs> the problem oh, wow. with spoilers okay. so being spoiler-free is really see your aggressive. Face. Yeah. So, Brad, I can see your face. That was a joke, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You looked really offended when I said that. I am sorry. Michael, you just got added to the I list. Really, I realized that I came in hot there, and I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> that was a joke, man. All right. Well, you're still on the list, but it's got a question mark next to it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm very confused. I may still kill you, but yeah. it's on a list, but it'll be quick this time. Hopefully, I'll remember why. Out, but... Hopefully, you'll remember why you put that question mark there when it comes time to sharpen yeah. the knives. So one <laughs> that, thing that, that I can that merciful. <laughs> so one thing that I can actually talk about was I have been watching Candor, a show that I don't think anybody else watched. Did you watch that show, by the way, uh, Steve Patrick? Anybody? Candor? I don't even know what it is. No, sorry, not Candor. Candor. Crypto. Krypton? Oh, yeah. no. Krypton. What the shit, okay, no. man? That's not, even, that's not even close. Yeah. No, like, well. I was, like, I was watching Kryptor or Kryptor well, some shit. Candor isn't even city. on the periodic table. I thought it's you were talking about divergence or some shit. So, Candor <laughs> is the city in Krypton that most of the show takes place. Uh, okay. okay. So, that's why I made that mistake. Candor um, is Kryptonian for Metropolis. Got it. <laughs> basically. And so, I have been watching it and and I it, you kind of I was reminded of this when we were when we were shooting the shit earlier. We brought up Michael Bay and so the second season of I said it again. The second season of Krypton actually has the first live action Lobo that I've ever seen. Oh, and yeah. I gotta say, I didn't hate it. And I was reminded, oh right, Michael Bay was actually working on a live action movie for, for Lobo. And, and that's when I remembered, right, I actually wouldn't have a problem with that. I feel like Michael Bay is uniquely suited to make what would probably be a pretty fucking cool Lobo movie. Because <laughs> it's it's just violence without any like acknowledgement for reality or rational thought and dude bro behavior. That's what? kind of what Lobo is. <laughs> How? What possible story is they going to tell 
that's not just going to be like NC-17 or rated X well, just it would for de- violence. It would probably be R. And if we do live in a world, I don't think all comic book movies need to be rated R. But a local well. movie probably does. <laughs> So, yeah, I do think a Lobo movie would probably be rated R. And I would be fucking down. But do you want it? Yeah, that was going to be my question. A Michael Bay Lobo? Okay, here's a little backstory here. I bought the fucking Lobo series for like four or five years while it was running. Yeah, I would actually watch a Michael Bay Lobo movie. I would probably be all about that What do you like about Lobo? Just I I, I know nothing about Lobo, so I'm just curious as to... So, (laughs) Your description of it doesn't sound like the sort of thing you'd be interested in. So, Lobo is basically this character that started as a parody of these really violent anti-heroes because some guy at DC didn't like the fact that people like Wolverine, these really violent anti-heroes were popular so he created a parody of that to make fun of it and then that character became one of the most popular characters in DC and so I just love the sheer joke of trying to make fun of something and it the audience not getting that they're being made fun of <laughs> and then loving that character and I just grew to love the character because he's just he's Fast and Furious as a as a comic book character. I don't care that this doesn't make sense. I don't care that this is just dude bro behavior that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. It's a Warner Brothers cartoon in the form of a. This is a character that fought Superman to a standstill while he was drunk. <laughs> this this sounds like, like a perfect movie for Paul Verhoeven, though, playing a giant prank on the audience who doesn't get that the ultraviolence look, is, in fact, the, the point. The, the I'm not saying thing. that Paul Verhoeven wouldn't make a great Lobo movie. I'm saying that this is a case where Michael Bay's not necessarily a shitty option. I but would Michael, Michael Bay get the but, joke? Would he realize no, that it's supposed to be that, ironic? The whole point is that there is no joke anymore. Like, it started yeah, as a joke, the and then it, it became real. As, yeah, so you want Paul Verhoeven to do the first one and Michael Bay to do the sequel? <laughs> I want Michael Bay to make the movie <laughs> <No>. now. <laughs> because here's yeah, the thing. That's the thing. That's the point. It's not a joke anymore. Now it's, that's just what the character is. The, the guy <laughs> that thought, oh, you're all stupid, and you like this thing, and you're dumb because you like this thing, he just had his head up his own ass and didn't realize that there is value in a character that is just ridiculous, right? <laughs> People enjoy ridiculous. That's what the Looney Tunes is. It's just yeah. ridiculous characters, and we all love them. Well, everybody with a soul loves them, and we laugh at it because it's like, yeah, that's all I need. I don't need to think any harder than, you know, he he dug his way to – he was going to dig his way, and he got a wrong turn in Albuquerque, and now here he is. I'm not saying that I don't love Watchmen. I love Watchmen. I love digging into the themes of Watchmen. I like trying to read all the metatextual stuff in Watchmen. I also just like watching Lobo hunt down somebody for the sheer fun of it because that's just who he is. I like the dude bro humor of Lobo. I think it's fun. And I think fucking Michael Bay would direct the shit out of that. <laughs> I mean, everybody that I'm likes not saying you're wrong. New Aquaman. <laughs> I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> so my thing is, I, I really want to th- pay money to see that. <laughs> Let's be real. That seems like a Redbox thing. 
I'm just saying, that's real. it's not like you would see it in theaters, especially these days. Fair these enough, days, but... nobody sees anything in theaters, which is a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Welcome to the Cyphedelity Podcast. This is Michael. <laughs> this is Patrick. This is Brian. And this is Steve. We ain't been to the theater in a fair little bit, yeah. and uh, I here's to hoping you haven't either. <laughs> God, no. But soon enough, right? Maybe, hopefully. Come on, man! Assuming like, we, assuming right? we got this odd, uh, this this episode out before COVID was just a memory. <laughs> yeah, well, like hopefully there's still movie theater chains in existence. Yeah, that not too. all bankrupt and available as commercial real estate. As a person that used to go to the movie theater, I want to say once or twice a week, thank you, Alamo Season Pass, beloved like theater option that allowed me to go to a movie for a dollar twenty-five. Not everybody um, has the Alamo, you realize. I know, like, which th- is like why they, I was- <laughs> they don't like they don't get it. The Alamo is so good. We yeah. just we you know, it's like talking about the weather. On another planet. They don't get it. So they, I had a moment. This happened, I want to say, around um, September or so. The Alamo Theater chain had been basically closed for six months. And then they put out an advertisement where they played like the music that they played right before the, the movie would start to say, we've reopened and we're back. And I heard that Alamo Theater music. And... I had an emotional reaction that was unexpected. I knew I loved going to the movie theaters, but it was like a part of my soul was ripped out. <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard that in six months, and I missed that more than I thought I did. It hurt to hear it. <laughs> I miss going to the movie theater so much. <laughs> See, I I found, I, I, I guess I'm not... I, I didn't start missing going to the movie theaters until they started putting something in the theater that I wanted to go see. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah, it's really annoying. So- <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a part of me. Do, do I want to out one of us here <laughs> oh. for uh, a movie that might have been seen in theaters? Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're talking to me, yes, yes. I, I went and saw New Mutants because I was not going to let that movie get away. I didn't so, want it to. Who knows when it was going to be out on streaming or purchase for DVD. It might have. They, they, Disney did not seem to care, give a damn about that movie. And I thought this might be so, my one and only chance. So, so I was a bad boy. Out. Maybe in the last later. seven months, and I went to the movie so theater. Maybe you don't have the right to tell me how I should feel about not going. Well, no, no, I, it didn't bother me at all until wow. there was a movie I saw, and then I was like, "All right, uh, is it on any streaming service? Can I buy it or rent it? Nope, 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 no. Nope. Uh, screw it. I've been waiting for since 2016 for this damn movie." <laughs> No, I understand. I believe me, I understood that desire, yeah. and I took a gamble and said, "I'm not going to see it." I did the same thing with Tenet. Thankfully, both of them paid off. Eventually, made their way to uh, Blu-ray, and as thus, were able to be rented. So, uh, but still, yeah, no, nah, I, I could not bring myself to go to a movie. You, you do realize that they weren't going; that they were just going to write off those two movies. Like, I know they had to put it where enough people could put money into it to maybe make their money back. So it was coming 
It, those, it's not like, like, well, no one went and saw it in the theater. I guess we just won't burn it on the Blu-ray discs. Oh, well. well Bye-bye, Tenet. No. That's well, not there, I mean, the real concern looking. was New Mutants, I, like yeah. what Brian said. I, I was a little concerned they might have just buried that movie. Yeah, obviously Tenet was going to come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, the real danger of Tenet, which is what happened to me, was that some... I watch a lot of YouTube video essays, as you know... And um, somebody who saw the movie like four months ago when it was released in outside of America was going to make a video and just basically say the plot of the movie in the middle of a video you don't know to avoid spoilers where they just outright tell you what happened. And that's what happened to me, actually. I was watching a video about time travel, which I was interested. Oh, it's the story about time travel. And then... By halfway through, the guy basically just said, just blurted out the entire plot of the movie Tenet. And I was Which like, we you... won't be doing. No, no, no I'm not that. Uh, but I basically was like, you asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you literally gave me no warning to know that that was about to happen. <laughs> Michael, I told you, click. spending all your time watching them fucking essays on YouTube is going to fuck you, didn't I? Didn't I? <laughs> well, Funny I guy, bitch, that's what we watched. <laughs> In this particular case, you were right. Yes. I was watching the video, Izzy. I'm not going to say, obviously, the stories about time travel. That's just in the trailer. I'm not going to get into what it was. But yeah. Yeah. He basically just spelled out the fucking plot of the movie. And he did it quick. He did it with like (laughs) half a sentence. Here's the short plot of the entire movie. You motherfucker. At least put up a spoiler warning. Give me some kind. Don't just blurt it out. And the the time it takes me to reach for the remote, you've already now said the entire plot of the story. And and it does sound, I mean, being a Christopher Nolan film, it's the sort of thing where that's really damaging. Whereas a one-sentence summary of New Mutants really doesn't damage the property at all, in my opinion. But if you've Um, seen the trailer, you kind of know what kind of story this is and what the overall, you know, you're not going for the big you know, shocking plot twist or something, but. So, yes, I uh, didn't really take a gamble with Tenet. Obviously, that was going to get released on Blu-ray, but I was genuinely concerned about New Mutants. I mean, in this DNA, in this day and age, we're in a world where things are just getting constantly postponed, constantly getting postponed. So you just, you don't know when, if and when you're going to get a chance to watch a movie. It has made me very much afraid for movie theaters. I think about people like, uh, I, in this case, I got to talk specifically about Patrick. Patrick is the kind of person I know didn't necessarily love going to movie theaters beforehand. <laughs> so I, it's been over a year of this. So the question is, is now that people have gotten used to well, not over a year. It will be it over will a be year by the time it's over. a year for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, by the time it's over, it will be over a year. For the people that didn't love going to movie theaters beforehand, are they just? Is it just over for them? Are they? Do they have just completely lost any interest in going to movie theaters? It's it's part of the you know it's that 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 fear of missing out thing, right? Like, oh, I need to go because what happens if I don't go and no one cares that I'm not there. That's what's happening with movie theaters, right? Like, I used to have to go, or I'd have to wait, you know, five months to see something. Now, you know, like Bill and Ted's Face the Music, that came out on streaming, and I watched it on my couch, and it cost... Actually, it was cheaper than going to the movies, because the movie yeah. ticket, plus, you know, that popcorn and that soda that I had, and uh 
And I didn't have to deal with any assholes that are just like, oh, I'm going to talk shit over the movie here. Ooh, aren't I funny? And, oh, the floor wasn't sticky. Uh, I had to pee, so I paused it and then peed and then came back and then put it right up again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, this whole thing has illustrated all of the negative parts of movie theaters. Yeah. Um, now, I do recognize that the positive part is like the reason I would go to a theater. I... I I got so much shit on Hulu and Netflix and whatever that I'm not ever wanting for something to 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 view. But the reason I would go to the movies is because my friends would be there. And so it would be an outing and it would be, you know, a good time to hang out with friends. So, you know, that in and of itself is probably a sufficient draw to draw me back. But To be fair, that's actually a good point. And after COVID, I think there's going to be even more of that because people are so sick of seeing just their friends on a Zoom screen that there's probably going to be this big... I mean, there might be wow. orgies. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are going to be uh, so well. excited that they want to they get to see their friends again. You, you well, must look, have uh, another friend group uh, than the one I, that we're I'd in together. I'd be really happy if we just go to the movies once, twice maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like maybe, maybe even the same day twice. That, that would be really nice. Listen, listen. But I'm not saying that I'm we, necessarily going to be in the orgy Michael, without first we asking. <laughs> so don't. So right. next, next time I see you, soon. if you walk up to me not with a bowl, I'm leaving. <laughs> like I'm not just going to ask. I figure we'd lead up to it. Look, you would lead we'll, up. We'll to talk Michael, about it. We'll talk I about believe it in consent. I hope you believe in consent. I believe in consent. But what I'm telling you is before we even get started, we can see all the movies you want to see. We're not going to fuck. Period. You know what? Let me let me let me get in on that. Um I'm gonna give you and I, I, I normally like to, you know I don't like to be absolutist because you know nothing is ever absolute. But this one hundred percent, you, me, not fucking. That's not like that. A hundred percent, like fuck it. A hundred and ten percent, like I'm gonna go over. So just it's here's fine. The thing, it's here's the thing. I'm not saying that I necessarily want to fuck you guys. I'm just saying I'm charming. Let's wait to see what happens. I, okay, yeah, I'm here. So yeah. movies, um, but so 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 this I, is I, the thing. My right? answer at the moment so, is now, but I'm willing to be impressed. So. <laughs> He said, open. he said, now. <laughs> like, if Brian wants to be the no. bottom, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to judge he him for that. Now. It's just not for me. Y'all, y'all just rewind oh, yes, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, but, so, but, okay, back, so, so, so back to so, movies. But back to I, movies. I will I, say this, I, right? So, for everybody that has friends, yeah, that might be a draw. But there is a growing swath of people that are either introverts or... Um, they have kids, and so taking kids to a movie theater is expensive mm. as fuck, right? And that's right. if you have one, because then you got to go. Impossible. Yeah, that's imagine if you got like three kids, and now mm. you can just spend like the twenty dollars and not have to pack them up, not have to watch them, make sure they're not running around getting kidnapped and shit. Uh, uh. So there's a. Eh, maybe some people don't care. There's as some much. complications there, but you got the gist. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, so there, so there's. I think there will be, you know, uh, a big push for a lot of people to go and, out and, the and interact. Kids can watch the movie over and over and over and over and over and over well, and over again be, until the rental cycle expires. Okay. Well, and <laughs> since you guys want to dive into it, and not know what the shit you're talking about, <laughs> let me enlighten you. <laughs> Let's just say you want to watch the live action version of Lobo, which you rented for twenty three ninety five because it was on special. 
Well, you can't have your kid watching that fucking shit. So you got to either put them in another room and occupy their mind with something non-destructive, but they can't escape because it's only the two adults who want to see the fucking movie, but you can't leave them (laughs) unattended, right? So it's got to be entertaining enough to leave them for the duration of the movie and not kill them, right? That's that's a challenge. You can't even think of one fucking thing that would do that. Noobs. All right. So then what's the other option? You wait till they're in bed. Well, now your tired ass of keeping track of this kid has got to stay up to watch this whole fucking movie and then function in the morning because that kid didn't stay up. He's going to be up the crack of fucking dawn. Ah, well, that's what a good option that is. You could still hire a babysitter, but well, COVID, you ain't doing that shit, are you? No. So, right. so what's your real option here? You could go to the movies, but we already know that ain't happening either. And you still have the same problems because you're not bringing your kid to Lobo, and you're not hiring a babysitter for the very same reasons, but it also costs money to do that. I don't see how it's a win-win to necessarily have the movie in your house. No, no, no. To- unless it's a kid's movie. Exactly. Now, Brian right. says, you can watch this movie over and over again. Except those little bastards, they grow up. So they don't want to watch what they watched when they were three, when they're four. I don't know if you know that. I did I, actually. I... I <laughs> Honestly, I I saw Star Wars when I was like in 1980, and how many movies are there like Star Wars? Uh, For me, I can make quite a list. (laughs) I get get you. Star Wars stands out amongst the crowd of movies. So yes, but I have a huge list of movies that I watched when I was a little kid that I will happily rewatch, and I know that some people like that Transformers 1980 movie as well, a 1980s movie as well. When we were kids, there was not a whole (laughs) amazing library of shit aimed directly at us like there is now. You would not fucking believe how much shit there is for kids to view (laughs) that is very age specific and uh, just. Murder, but but Steve, for anyone that's out of that age group, Steve, you still have. So here's the thing: you and all the parents are in the same boat, right? You weren't mm. going to the movie theater to see Lobo because you got to take care of this kid. So and had you can't bring him with COVID, you, right? Had right. it not been for COVID, it was a possibility. We were going to the movies before COVID happened. Mm. With without without the son, you had you had a babysitter, babysitter. Babysitter. Okay. Yep. Right. Well, so well, after COVID, the same thing could happen. You could get a babysitter. If there's still movie well, theaters. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that, no, no. So I'm so saying for so streaming kind of, it to your house. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of, that little sidebar. I, I don't even know. Does that even, I've never done that. Here, so, come over to my house and watch my kids so I can, in the next room, watch a movie that has horrible well, violence. <laughs> well, quick sidebar. <laughs> Uh, on that subject, that's actually why, on what you were kind of talking about earlier, we uh, discussed um, Mulan and the pricing for that when it first came out. Our first initial reaction was $30. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But then we started thinking about it. It's ridiculous for us because there's only two of us. If we lived in a household that had just one child, uh, assuming it's two people and a child, $30, not that expensive. It's already way cheaper than it would have been to go see that in theaters. So actually, thirty dollars price cheaper. point for Mulan is pretty inexpensive, actually. Because if you don't have your vaunted Alamo Pass, then it's fourteen bucks yeah. ahead. So that's twenty eight bucks 
Um, right. So it's actually cheaper. So hooray. So yeah, the the thirty dollar price point that everybody was complaining about for Mulan, I initially buckled at it, but then I I thought two things: one, that's about comparable to what it would be for at least two people to go see the movie, and two, I'm not really spending a lot of movie money on movies right now. What's one thirty dollar purchase when I haven't seen a lot of? I've spent practically no money on movies this year. I can afford to spend one thirty dollar ticket. So I had no problems actually spending $30. Now, that's based on I'm not spending $30 because a bunch of movies, well, a, a few dozen movies came out at that $30 price point. I only paid for one of them. But, yeah, I get that. You know, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm going to pay for every movie at that price point. But the more I thought about it, the less I was concerned about that. But it did start to make me wonder when COVID is no longer a thing, is this going to be something they're going to continue doing? Because they've shown that there's, is was there is there really a market for this or is there just a captive audience? Once COVID is no longer a thing, is that audience going to go away? Or do the people that didn't really want to go to movie theaters in the first place, are they going to push, well, you did it once, why not just keep releasing this well, directly the thing, and I'll pay the extra You money. also have to consider though is, you can now, if it's in your home, you can still gather a group of friends and have a watch party. Now, they say that with like a rental movie, you're not supposed to do that. You're not even supposed to do that with HBO and Netflix. Mm-hmm. People fucking do that all the time. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that with, you know, boxing matches and MMA fights either. Mm-hmm. People do that shit all the time. Uh, what's to stop people from just doing that? You know, your friend Patrick buys the movie or we all chip in for it and we all show up at Patrick's house and bring cookies and beer and hookers and blow and fill uh, Patrick's see, house full it. of no. cheer and merriment. See, now, we're dr- now, you're drag- now you're getting caught up with all of his orgy shit. Ugh. See, see, <laughs> I know lots of Patrick's. You, you're not the one. <laughs> No, you're bringing orgies and blow, though. That's for that's Michael's there, and he's like he's bringing yes. hookers and blow, orgies blow. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, you're not even invited. Settle down. <laughs> I'm 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 fine with that. I'm actually glad because then I'm gonna have to come up with some awkward excuse to not show up. Like ah, you know what? Uh, uh, I think look, if, that, um, if all of that bothers scared? you, you can stay on the balcony. It's fine. <laughs> he's saying that because we're recording. When we're not <laughs> recording, he's all like, "When is this happening?" No. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> all right, you got any more of them and blow? <laughs> uh, yeah. So not not on the old guy podcast. Am I saying that? Uh, <laughs> it's just not my scene, son. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. But it changes the thing because if you, I'm sorry, Brian, I'm sorry. If you, if you go to one of these parties where this movie viewing is happening, are you then going to go home and shell out 30, 35 bucks to watch it? <sighs> Hell no. You're going to wait till it's available on whatever format cheaper. And I mean, you've seen it now. You mm-hmm. give shit. You even had the group conversation about it in the living room. I mean, after all the. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You know, <laughs> but still, you you've had your opportunity to have that shared experience pretty well close to the movie theater, but way cheaper. 
That's I mean, true. maybe, maybe your friend Patrick, not this one, a different Patrick, has a really bitchin' home theater that is really close to that theater experience. Uh, orgy Patrick. <laughs> I feel like we've created a new character. <laughs> um, no, you make a valid point. That's a good argument for when movie theaters come back that maybe they'll still, because when there's a movie theater, you still have to charge well, for each individual I got, ticket. I got some news for you. None of these arguments are very new. The same arguments were had when VHS came out. The same arguments were had when cable TV and HBO came out. It's the same shit. All of these stakeholders are complaining that their particular piece is being threatened by Ooh. this new thing. It's a bunch of bullshit. That's fair. People are going to choose the path that's best for them. They always have, and they always will. I still believe that the market will decide what's best, given the opportunity. You want to right. compete, offer better shit. Well, I, I, I've been kind of looking at all of this COVID phase that we're in as the Napster-like moment for uh, the film industry. Like Perhaps something- it is. Yeah, something has changed the industry to a point that you just can't ignore it. You have to possibly completely change the entire film industry or possibly die out. It's a matter of how willing are you to change. Well, I do have to admit, like, New Mutants is a fairly small movie, and that's a movie, I pro- if it, there, it had been released on streaming, I would have been perfectly happy if it was streaming and theaters, even if there was no COVID, even Ooh. if the theaters were 100% safe, I probably just would have bought it on a streaming service. Now, if they drop, whenever they drop another Star Wars movie, uh, assuming there's no COVID, uh, and maybe yeah, I hope there you is, guys are stop dealing with COVID. Yeah. Like, when that is, that's at least two years away. Yeah, I yeah. To God, I want, we're still not locked I, up I, in our houses. There are certain movies that are big special effects extravaganzas that I absolutely want to see on absolutely want to see on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a lot of movies I go to the theater to see just because that's the only way, place to see it. And have if you I been? Could, have you been to a shitty theater before, Patrick? Brian, <laughs> Michael, you've been to oh, a, yes. a really shitty theater. Oh hell yeah! Where the 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 music is all warbly because the speakers are blown out and the <laughs> screen has got a big stain on it. Yes, the seats uh, are all well, lopsided. I mean, and the armrest doesn't work. I, I, I've been to the only theater in my hometown, and that sometimes meant the same as what you're describing. But there wasn't a lot. They had a monopoly, so there wasn't a lot of other options. I have, That's exactly my point. I have That's a, exactly my point. A dollar theater before. Sometimes, well. Uh, well, so. There's something to be said for that premium experience that is really hard to replicate at home because no one wants to fucking wait on you at home. I mean, <laughs> there are some of us fortunate fuckers that have someone to wait on us hand and foot. That ain't my life. I'm sure it ain't your life either. Just based statistically, it ain't your life. Uh, but at the movie theater, if you're at one of these premium theaters, with the nice seats and the air conditioning that won't quit, they'll bring you beer. They'll bring you whatever you decide you want to have. It's expensive as fuck, but it's real nice. You're going to have a good time. As long as that money doesn't quit, You gonna, it's going to be great. Yeah, but I mean, 
I guess I saw both of those Mr. Rogers productions that have come out over the last few years, the documentary and the Tom Hanks film at the theater, but I absolutely would have, if they, I, I, just cause I didn't want to wait. If there had been a way to get it, uh, you know, throw 20 bucks at it and see it on a streaming service at home, I I probably would have done it. (laughs) So based on what you're saying, that's why the announcement that completely made me go, okay, I feel like studios are starting to actually make real movement towards this might be the the new uh, the new future was the announcement of Wonder Woman 1984 being released on HBO Max at this on the same day that it's being released in theaters. Day that is yeah. absolutely yeah. the 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 type yeah. of movie they would have never done that with before. Yes. And that's the kind of decision that I was like Okay, the fact that they're willing to do that, even if it's temporary, it's not permanently being added to HBO Max. It's only being added for a month. But the fact that they're willing to do that at all means a shift has happened. There's no way in hell they would have like agreed to that. Now six I see. Wonder ago. Woman is exactly the sort of the movie that, if there was no COVID, I would go to the theater to see because I expect you would gain a lot from the big screen experience of that. Exactly, but- which is why it's telling that they're willing to do what they did. And I've, I've been hearing about other movies where they're thinking about doing it. Movies that are definitely big screen movies. Like yeah. I'm hearing rumblings about Godzilla versus Kong. And I was like, okay, if you're willing to do, to put that directly on a streaming service, something has changed. <laughs> so like, so would you be willing, assuming it was safe to do so, mm-hmm. would you be willing to go for a premium movie watching experience at a high end theater mm-hmm. would you instead choose to go to a air quotes value theater where the quality isn't as high but you get more bang for your buck so to speak mm-hmm. or would you prefer to do it streaming at home perhaps yeah. with a watch party i feel like that's where we're going where that's going to be the film industry is going to be trying to figure out what do people want? Do they of those three things you mentioned? What do they want? I don't. I think the streaming, uh, not the streaming, the uh, film option that I had, the season pass that I mentioned earlier. I don't know that Alamo, uh, the Alamo Drafthouse theaters that we've been that we have uh, where I live, it's going to go back to that anytime soon because they definitely are not doing it now. They discontinued it, and I don't know when it's going to be profitable enough for them to do that again. You know. There's going to be a, a period, I expect, where the restrictions are lifted. Who knows when that'll be? I'm not predicting that. But when they are lifted, people are going to kind of go bananas. Yeah. And they're going to do a bunch of ridiculous shit, and the markets are going to fluctuate, and spending is going to be erratic, and people are going to do a lot of dumb shit that they don't normally do and won't normally do after that craziness dies down. I see. I wonder, is is there going to be this hard line in the sand where COVID is no longer a thing? It was yesterday, but it's not today. Or is that going to be smeared out over three or four months? It's going to be a... Therefore, there's not going to be a big punch, but rather a a repeated slapping. Because it's not going to be the same everywhere. It's already not the same everywhere. Yeah. Well, just, I mean... So is there really going to be that much of a punch if it's spread out over... Temp- geography yeah. and temporal. I mean, look at Florida already. 
Well, I'm just saying. What's, I, I mean, this, this is a little bit of a temporal discussion. Yeah. But. So, what, I mean, what's going to bring people, what's going to get us back to normal, right? It's the vaccine and enough people aren't going to get it, so we feel confident going out. Well, we don't have, like, all the vaccines just sitting in a pile waiting to go out. They're going to get trickled out over time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure that this works because it's like three weeks between when you get the first one and the second one or whatever. And so, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be months where it's going to slowly pick back up again. A, 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 yeah. Okay. There are some people that are like, screw it. The first time that they open it up, I'm there because they don't care. But then for the rest of us, um, you know, it's going to be a slow trickle. Um, I am not gonna lie. When you said Godzilla versus Kong might come out on a streaming service, I I, I felt a flutter in my heart. I got a little I got a little happy. Uh, I got a little smile started spreading I, I on my did face. Too. I did too. Yeah. I got excited when I heard that because I was like, I mean, do I want to see that on a big screen first? Yes, but I'm also excited by the prospect of being able to watch it at home whenever I want to for free. Well, not for free, but it's a streaming service I already pay for. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to uh, say maybe that. Maybe it'll I be that way. It may be, hey, this is a $50 pay per view. And that's, they'll have to balance that out. Cause if, you know, everybody, if everybody clusters 50 people in their house to watch everything that comes out for 20 bucks, then guess what? There's not enough money to keep making movies. So. That's you right. know, yeah. supply and demand, right? Well, the other the other thing that people have been actually talking about, and this may actually fall into our wheelhouse as well, just real quick sidebar, is it's not just our movie theaters going to shut down. It's what is Hollywood going to be willing to pay for? Is Hollywood only ever going to be willing to now pay for the blockbusters that are guaranteed to make money back and just the small indie films that don't cost that much money? That middle ground movie might be a thing of the past for a little while. Your, like your summer comedies. Yeah, yeah. That middle it's more expensive than your indie film. You know, but you know what suffers no, I think those move to Netflix. Comedies and horrors suffer in that mm-hmm. middle ground. Yep. Because horrors uh they can be expensive, but usually not. Mm-hmm. And comedies are usually not that expensive to shoot. Uh you usually Pay a lot for your actors and writers. Yep. So, but I think I think well, what we've seen if the is, actors and actors and writers aren't being hired for anything else, they might just end up taking those lower paychecks and be showing up on Netflix movies. Well, no, but I think I think I'll they were already what, doing though, that. Right. I think Netflix was Pepsi still pays that, that middle ground was just shifting to Netflix because Netflix and like Hulu and Amazon Prime because they don't have to right. worry about I need to get X number of dollars of. uh you know, coming in, I just want to keep my subscription numbers high because that's my metric right. and that's all I care about. Right. That's a fair point. A lot of, a lot of these Netflix movies became high profile because they were willing to pay for those middle, like, uh, middle, middle ground movies. Uh, cause they, like, they, they're not worried about a theater release. You know, where else you see that is in stand up specials. Uh-huh. Stand up specials were, not worth the time of bigger productions. So HBO started picking them up mm-hmm. and then Netflix started getting them and then Showtime. And, you know, like maybe my timeline is a little off, but That's about right. those, those groups started funding these specials to have them on their network. And the, for the consumer that likes stand up comedy, 
that's wonderful. Because now they don't have to go and travel to Minneapolis if they don't live in that city to see a one-time stand-up special. And for the touring comic, they don't have to do arena shows, which are a bigger risk for them financially, in order to get that show recorded and made in 5, 10, 20 cities enough to have enough content to make a special. Yeah, you know, not like, everybody's Kevin Hart. <laughs> right. Well, and comedy is one of those things where you got to do it, right? You got to you got to do the thing mm-hmm. with people there. Otherwise, it's not a comedy show. Right. <laughs> right. You can you can record an album in a studio. You can't really record a comedy album in a studio. It's got to be with people. So yeah. anyway, well, one last thing that I I, I do want to bring up. And while we're talking about COVID's effect on the entertainment industry that I do think we can all, well, maybe not you, Brian. Um, <laughs> one industry fucking blossomed in the fucking COVID era. That is video games. Video yeah, games blew the hell up because they absolutely promoted the concept of stay your ass at home and just play your video game. Animal Crossing, baby. <laughs> and if you're not getting out, I can see that. If you're not getting out to do stuff, then something interactive is probably, a, you know, even if you aren't normally a huge computer gamer, that that might become a much bigger thing in your life because it's a way to do something interactive. So you can't go YouTube, play that. surprisingly. So, Brian, I'm going to say this because you probably didn't know this. I figured this does not come as a surprise to Patrick or Steve. Fucking video games exploded during the COVID era. They made so much goddamn money during the COVID era. That shit was popular. (laughs) Because of the way things rolled out for me, I haven't had my gaming computer since June. Mm. And it is fucking killing me. Because there have been so many wonderful games that are like, hey, 8,500 million percent off. Here's a thousand dollars. Just play our game. Come get you some. <laughs> oh, and all the expansions too. Here you go. Uh, as Steam special bundle. Here's everything we ever wrote from all eternity in time. Here you go. You can have all of it for like a nickel. Yeah. Go ahead. Play it. Like, Steam. What the shit? Steam is ridiculous. With Steam, you could buy it, but then I can't play any of it because. I would assume streaming services would be doing pretty good during COVID, too. I mean, yes. No, no. Streaming services did well, but we're talking about, I don't know if more, like, more people probably got streaming service during COVID, but I'm talking about the level of growth that happened. The level of growth that happened with video games was ridiculous like they massively grew whereas with streaming services let's be honest most people probably already had at least one streaming service and odds are at best they maybe got one or two more so i don't know that there was a huge explosion when it comes to that industry they have definitely been consistent they haven't had any issues they're definitely making money but the video game industry oh oh my lord the numbers uh, let me that tell you where I did out has been crazy. Let me tell you where I did spend some money is I got Apple Arcade. I don't know if any of you guys are Apple. I'm uh, an Apple product person, users. but I don't have yep. Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade is pretty good if you have an iPad. 
If you have an iPhone only, I don't see the value mm-hmm. because those games need some real estate. Uh, but there's a whole shitload of them. And, uh, what an experience that is to just be like flipping through the games and like, Oh, I'll try this one. Boom. And it's on your shit and you play it. And like, ah, don't like it. Uninstall it. Go to the next one and just go through these games and try them out and find what you like. That's fucking rad. It's like, <laughs> uh, walking into the candy store and trying whatever you feel like having. Yeah. I, uh, that's cool. There's a game coming out. Like, I don't have a PS4. I don't have a PS5. I don't have a recent Xbox. There's a game coming out that I want to play. It looks fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. I want to play that game. That yes, game sir. looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play, uh, <laughs> Half-Life Alex, really bad, and I. Oh yeah, that VR game. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a way to do that. So, I feel you, and I'm with you on with Cyberpunk. I, I, man, like, I get it. I've seen all the trailers. I've seen all the developer interviews for it. Mm-hmm. It looks choice. Yeah, the the last time I got like I, I am a lapsed gamer at best. The last time I got this excited about a game was a game I pumped 150 hours into, which was Kingdoms of Amalur. I played the shit out of that game. That's the last time I got this pre-excited for a game. And I find myself getting excited for this game. And I'm like, I don't even have a system that can play this. And yet I still want it. I'm seriously now thinking about getting a PS5, you know, eventually when I can get one in 2023. Um, I'm seriously thinking about getting a PS5 just so I can play this damn game. This game looks amazing. It worked. (laughs) Yeah. No, $1,100, man. You can get one on eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> These fucking scalpers. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> just in time for Christmas. Yeah, that's the holiday spirit. Uh, not right this now. year. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, here's what I think every one of our listeners should do, and. Your spidey sense might be tingling because I do this thing a lot. You go to our website, and you know what it is. It's scifishow.net. And whilst you're there, you can subscribe. Wouldn't that be nice? Then this show will just magically appear in your podcast player of choice. You could also go into your reviewer engine of choice, be that the iTunes podcast directory or Stitcher or whatever it is and leave a review. I mean, unless you got something bad to say, then you fuck right off. But you know what? <laughs> Why would you have anything bad to say about this rambling, nonsensical podcast about topics that are such a diverse landscape of bullshit and fuckery? I can't see why you would. <laughs> Certainly not me, dick. So what we do is we just, we just want to thank you for downloading and listening and subscribing to the show. We're glad you're here. We'll see you next time. And until then, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. 
This is Brian. So does the existence of Orgy uh, Patrick imply the existence of Orgy Brian as well? Yes. You feeling lonely, Brian? I think that's a question you can only you can Look, answer, Brian. There's there's orgy versions of all of us, and they all have goatees. Oh wait, are you talking about the orgy verse? <laughs> that's its it. own thing. Oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I initially thought that was a mistake. No, no, I'm sticking with that. I, I'm sticking with what I said. Actually. <laughs>